They might take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! This is the Freedom Cats with your hosts, Chris Black, Seven King, and Jody Claypool. Produced by Jack Claypool Audio, Freedom Cats reviews movies, politics, and entertainment. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the Freedom Cats. I'm seeing Oppenheimer at noon today, if you guys don't have anything going on. You're seeing Barbenheimer? I saw Barbie already. <laughs> Watched Barbie last night at the house. Oh, that's sick. Talk about two two completely different movies coming out on the same weekend. Like, right, and my only, like, the only thing punk about me is like, I only paid for one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not part- I'm kind of participating in your, your, your marketing scheme, but I only paid for one of them. Did you guys get all dressed up for it? Like... Ken and Barbie and we, we didn't like go like well, well I mean I, I meant at the house no yeah. no, no no dress up okay um people are doing that all over the world right now I'm people are doing it TikToks. right here yeah yeah they did the glam thing and like the, if you go to the theater at North Point Cinemas are we are we on right now yeah all right well hey welcome to Freedom Cats uh, <laughs> uh Chris Stefan Jack stepping in for his father howdy Producer Jack on the mics today. Uh, yeah, so I participated a little bit in Barbenheimer. I, yeah. I saw, I, I, I got the first, I got the Barb, saw Barbie last night. But yeah, the marketing on this is whoever is the marketing person for Barbie, like take a lap, like champed. No, nothing has been marketed the way Barbie has this year. Well, it's Barbie. But I'm just saying, it's crazy. Didn't yeah. they make like an entire Barbie house in like Brazil or something? I don't doubt it. People can see it from like satellite images. It's like wild. Well, even like in our, I mean, you know, for, for our listeners in Bangkok, we live in a town of about 10,000 folks, uh, Warsaw, Indiana. It it's, it's all over the place. Like if you go to the theater right now, there's like a Barbie box that you can step in and get your picture taken. It's incredible. That's wild. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. Yeah. 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 So I saw it a uh, lot more than I expected. There's a lot yeah. going on with Barbie. It's a thinker. It's a thinking man's Barbie. Okay. I mean, you're like a uh, cool story, bro. All right. Yeah. Margot Robbie said she wouldn't be involved with it if it didn't have some content. So, well, she was also in two suicide squad movies. So quit your bullshit. content there. Ish. <laughs> Ish. The second one was all right. I like the second one. I liked a John Cena character in the second one a lot. I, I like Peacemaker. The, the series put some is respect on his name. Man. Awesome. Yeah, Peacemaker is incredible. <laughs> yeah. Peacemaker was pretty great. I, the first like thirty minutes of Suicide of the first Suicide Squad was pretty good. Like the hey, we got to get the team together stuff. You know, and you then say we, in the first one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the whole get the team together thing. It's like the origin story stuff. I'm just over that. Totally over it. I don't. I, I like right a, to, I like a montage. Get the team together, kind of thing. Like Ocean's Eleven, you know. It's like, oh, we. I hate. I got a guy, you know. And then you cut to the guy, and he's like, you know, a Chinese acrobat guy. Rick and Morty did an entire episode on that trope. Is that right? Yeah. It, it was. Uh, it was the whole. Hey, I got a guy, and then they'd go and find somebody, and then they just ditched all of the people that they grabbed once they got into a convention because they needed so many people to get in. (laughs) (laughs) Rick and Morty is one of those shows that I think it's probably really good and really insightful and really an intelligent, funny watch, but present company excluded. The, the folks that are really into it are not folks that I'm like going to take a recommendation from. (laughs) Understandable. I got it. Although I got the Szechuan sauce when it was at McDonald's. That was fire you know i when we watched uh back to the future as a family i don't i don't did we review back to the future we've reviewed so many movies anyway i rewatched it as a family after watching some rick and morty and i was like holy shit it's it's rick and morty right yeah i i did not get that until after i rewatched back to the future (laughs) that that escaped (laughs) you holy crap the old man and the kid going around and doing time travel stuff and escaped you that that was completely over my (laughs) just (laughs) i just thought it was a cartoon show (laughs) 
Yeah. Just dark comedy back to the future. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. It's awesome. But no, hey, listen, I mean, not everything's, you know, uh, at the, not, not, yeah, I get it. We all travel at our own speed. We all do. That's right. Oh, we all oh, travel. Yeah. Um, so, as you know, this is the Freedom Cats. Did we do the meow? I, feel I don't like think we, we did the meow. Chris, Stefan, Jack, we are the Freedom Cats. Meow. Gotta do the meow. Whether it's two minutes in or 20 minutes in. I, I do like the initial banter, though, before the, uh, the lead in. I feel. When we lead in with uh, the Freedom Cats and names and everything, I feel like we're very structured. And yeah, man, that's not how I live my life. No man. anarchy. Yes, I don't even like letting you guys know when I press record because just the things that. <laughs> well, start at least out, we like, have like the theme song now, so people know that the episode has started. I yeah. think before people were like going back to the like, what did I miss? There, you guys just jumped right in. I've heard <laughs> yeah. that yeah. from our yeah. So now yeah. we have a theme song. And and shout yeah, out to Jack little, again. Yeah. People do need to follow us on shows, social media and. Uh, we're on all like the socials podcasts and follow our podcast and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Spotify, like smash Apple. that subscribe button, hit the like button. Are you guys on threads? Are we on threads? Are you on threads? No, I don't even know what threads is. Threads is a uh, meta's Twitter. Oh, oh. no, no, no. All right. I'm not aware of it. Uh, uh, there you go. There's the uh, freedom, freedom cats, uh, big thumbs down to threads. We're not into it. I thought it was some sort of like, discount clothes thing like app that you buy or something. How about Timu? You guys up on Timu? I am. I'm I am. not. What's the difference between Timu and DHgate? I have not been on DHgate really. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at DHgate products every week, my friend. Timu Timu is uh well, I I've, I've got a bunch of stuff from Timu. Okay. Um it's kind of like not exactly wish.com because stuff actually usually is the right size, <laughs> but, uh, everything's pretty inexpensive. So yeah, we've, I've gotten a bunch of Lego stuff for Asher cause Lego stuff is ridiculous. I don't know so, if your kids are into Legos yeah. at all. Well, I, I too have bought Legos from DHgate. I got it from DHgate. Yeah. The yeah. problem there, one of the things I, f- I found out that you buy that you're paying for, I should say, when you're buying the le- the more legit Legos, is uh, separate bags for all the oh really your pieces. ones didn't come in separate bags? oh my, so we got the Death Star okay it's a pretty big build yeah pretty massive deal the whole thing is in like four bags huh it's not separated and like the instructions you know the instructions with Legos okay now we're gonna do bag one take out bag one no I mean it's a big old book but all the the pieces are in less less bags than you might expect from maybe that's a Timu upgrade. We got a Lego set. Everything was in numbered bags. And, Which one'd you and get? All that stuff. It wasn't a big one. Uh, I gotta get uh, Asher the uh, Daily Bugle from. That's uh, a dope. You did it, get it, or you're gonna? No, get I gotta it. get that for him for his birthday. We just did a, like a, a car. Nice on there, um, but everything was in in bags and whatnot. He's like. I give him a hard time because these are like 18 and up yeah, Lego sets. He's just crushing like, them. You're not allowed to build those. Oh. You're only, you're only seven. You're not allowed to build these. And no one asked like, He probably no, loves I'm that. I'm going to. Yeah, no, he, yeah, yeah. He's already done the, the Doctor Strange house uh, and nice. all that stuff. That's so, awesome. yeah. yeah. Daily Bugles is next one. He's a big Marvel kid. What yeah. He loves Spider Man. Um, I don't have enough space for the long term, long term storage of the completed sets oh gotcha so like we'll complete a set like i i I got this death star what the hell am i gonna do with this thing once it's built well asher has a it's not a huge thing but it's like an old play table like i don't know 36 by 48 or something like that dope so we bought a bunch of those little like squares to put down oh yeah yeah yeah. glue them down Uh because he wants to make himself a little city with the buildings that he builds and stuff like that that's cool but He's he's got the uh, the north wing of the house basically. I'm like, by the time you're a teenager, I don't want to see you except for in the kitchen, because the uh, the north wing is upstairs. His bedroom's upstairs. There's a bathroom upstairs, and he's got his little like playroom, King, TV room area. Yeah. So I'm just like, you go back upstairs where you belong. Not in <laughs> not in my house. That's strong. That's strong. Um. Fellas, we watched a movie together. Yeah. It's a movie that's uh, it's been in the news. It is 
I want to say it's like at the center of the culture war that we find ourselves in in this country, but that was last week. This week it's Jason Aldean. It is, yeah. But uh, we'll talk about that. But this, we watched Sound of Freedom. Yes, we did. Which, Pretty on brand. Not going to lie, when I first heard the title, I didn't do a lot of research or anything. I, I heard, I thought it was like a Bob Marley biopic. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm, I'm being totally serious. I thought it was a Bob Marley. So like when all my like, uh, when all my like Christian friends and you know, uh, Republican friends were talking about going to see this, they like, man, they're all into Bob Marley. They're cooler than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. It does take a level of coolness to be a Bob Marley fan. I think, well, there's, I mean, everyone had legends. Yeah. Right. Everybody had the greatest hits. And if you had actual albums, that was a whole other tiered level. I'm going to have to go back to, to talking about my son. So we've always had a very broad musical range in our house. Yeah. Um, like in the belly, he's listening to Bob Marley. Um, he's listening to classical. He's listening to everything else. And just recently his cousin came up and they're talking about what music they like. And his cousin's like, I only like Juice World. And wow. Asher's like, well, I like Bob Marley. And I like uh, metal. And I like EDM. And I like uh, hip hop. And I like rock. The only thing I don't really care for is country. And I'm like, I, I appreciate this you kid. Did well. He's got a very well-rounded no, you, thing. You've done well. In preschool... I got to tell this story real quick. In preschool, uh, we go in for parent-teacher conferences, and they've got you know his little projects and stuff that he's been working on, and they pull this one out with a uh, with a dude drawn dark skin, uh, yarn for hair, all that stuff, mm -hmm. and we're like, "What? What's this, Asher?" He's like, "That's Bob Marley." That's sick. Uh, and we talked to the teacher. And the teacher's like, yeah, we told him that he needed to uh, draw a relative. And he said this was his Uncle Bob. Jeez, so if he's like two, three years old. And he's like, yeah, that's my uncle. And he's believing this the whole time. He legit believed, he legit that, Bob believed Marley was that Bob Marley was his uncle. And uh, he's like, yeah, this is my Uncle Bob. And they, they didn't question it, of course. And we laughed. Uh, we're listening to Bob Marley radio on Pandora and, you know, I'm telling him about, uh, Stephen Marley and, and, um, all the, the sons, Ziggy. And one day a Ziggy song comes on and he's like, dad, I'm like, yeah. He's like, don't make fun of my cousin's name when he comes over to the house. I'm like, why would I make fun of any of your cousin's name? He's like, Ziggy's not a normal name but don't make fun of his name when he comes over. Wow. Yeah. He was absolutely convinced he is, he is related to Bob and the family. What a humble brag on your part. Like, Hey man, I've, I've been such a cool, like I've taken being a cool dad. No, I, I, I appreciate that man. Cause that he, he was born right around the time of like baby shark. Da 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 da. I was like, please don't listen to that shit. Yeah. God, don't listen to that. Um, no, that's good. I got so my, kid, anyway. my kids listen to a lot of Beastie Boys right now. I dig it. Yeah, he found. I found some old iPods in the garage that I forgot I had. You see him running around, trashing the house. They're just like sabotage. Well, though, he is listening. <laughs> I mean, so so like three albums that were still on this thing uh, were uh, "License to Ill," "Ill Communication," and "Check Your Head," and "Hello Nasty." Okay, yeah. so. For some reason, I don't know what was going on in my head just then, but those were the only four albums on my iPod that day that <laughs> I threw it in a box. Couldn't tell you what was going on. but uh, So yeah, he's just been walking around with headphones in this iPod, experiencing like, Beastie Boys on Shuffle. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He, Heck yeah. He jumped, into, he jumped into the kitchen the other day, was like, here's a little story I got to tell <laughs> about three bad brothers you know so well. <laughs> Like, dang. That's awesome. Uh, Ad Rock is his favorite. Okay. I mean, you know, I'm hoping that as he grows, he makes the right decision and goes MCA, rest in peace. Yeah. I mean, MCA, probably the most underrated member. Of Agreed. Boys. Yeah. So, Sound of Freedom. Uh, Sound of Freedom is a film. Uh, it's a biopic 
based on the life and career, more career. I mean, it's not, there doesn't get into a whole lot of origin story with this movie of Tim Ballard, uh, Tim Ballard, a former Homeland security officer who uh, left Homeland security and is, uh, has dedicated his life and career to uh, protecting and rescuing people in the, uh, the sex trafficking sex slaves. Um, the film has I mean, caught fire. Uh, this was a movie that uh, I believe filmed and wrapped back in 2018. Really? And uh, has been, has been on a kind of a circuit. A, you know, you could, if you went to certain like conservative conventions, things like CPAC and other things of that ilk, they would do these showings of Sound of Freedom. I mean, it really did start from a grassroots um, beginnings, uh, but then now has most recent, has very recently just exploded this summer. This is going to be, I mean, this will be one of the box office successes of 2023. There's no doubt. For sure. Um, $15 million budget movie, I think made 45,000, 45 million, excuse me, first weekend, um, based almost entirely on word of mouth. I mean, we just talked about, we were talking about Barbie and the marketing behind that movie, this movie has sim- has been purely social media, friends telling friends. Um, and it's just been, it, it has been a, there's no question. You can't, you can't question the success that this movie has been. Yeah. Uh, from that though, has also spawned quite a bit of discussion, controversy, um, conspiracy theories. I'm, I'm, we're, I'm sorry that uh, Jody isn't with us today. Hopefully his spawn here can step up to the plate and uh, do his daddy proud with the conspiracy discussion in this movie. I mean, listen, you're I'm not a wild conspiracy dude. No, like you're Ziggy. Mar- listen, be real. You're Ziggy Marley. <laughs> Your dad is Bob Marley when it comes to the conspiracy. So we, we expect you to perform, but not to. We understand. Okay. We understand. Okay. Um, what'd you guys think? Let's just start there. I just want to start. Let's start on the what is presented in the movie. Okay. Let's we'll get to everything else around the movie because frankly, I think everything. If I'm being honest, I mean, this is a powerful movie. I don't think there's it. I, I for me, this was an incredibly powerful film. Um, I don't want to speak for you guys, but if I'm being completely honest, the discussion around the movie and the events around the movie are more interesting. And I don't mean to. I don't mean to to lessen the, what uh, the impact sex trafficking is having on our culture and on the victims. But there's a lot of talk around a movie that, at its surface, if you take the message away, is a mid-level, at best, action film. Right. All right, let me hear you. What would you guys think? I don't even know if I'd consider it an action film if you took away all the good message. Like, there wasn't a ton of action in it. It was mostly just planning. Okay. The pacing was really off, too. Like it made it really confusing. I think that's the, the, the biggest emotion. complaint that people have had about the movie so far is just the, 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 it doesn't feel like a really professional production movie. Um, pacing's off. I mean, but unpack that when you say the pacing's off, what do you mean? Like, give me a, give me a spoiler so, alert. If you haven't seen sound of, if you haven't seen sound of freedom, go ahead and pause this episode, go see it and come back when you've seen it. Basically what I mean when I say there's, not really good pacing is um, the way that one sheen sifts, shifts into another detracts from the message by scenes either being confusing before and after each other, like where people are, or what they're doing, or um, just not segueing almost at all and mm-hmm. just cutting into a completely new scene with very minimal, if at all, uh, of a segue into like where it's going i'd agree yeah okay i i I feel like a dope maybe i I didn't catch that i i again it is it really took away from the emotion for me that's the really that's why yeah and then on top of that the acting and the emotional scenes was just not the It, it felt to me like an indie film that was trying to be a big budget film more than anything else like indie films have a unique pacing um, then 
it works for them a lot of times because of the fact that okay. it tends to be a pretty serious subject matter that that takes a slow pacing. <coughs> Where this tried to like big budget action at the same time. Yeah, well, this is an independent film. Let's yeah, just be yeah, clear. Yeah. It yeah. had a $15 million budget. That $15 million <coughs> was raised through crowdfunding. Yes, correct. I mean, it doesn't oh, yeah. get any more independent than this movie is. Um, this movie was, I believe, uh, Fox owned the rights to the movie. Fox gets bought by Disney, and this movie gets thrown to the wayside. Now, why it got, why Disney didn't want this movie when it acquired Fox, I don't know. I mean, I, to be fair, a lot of things got left behind. There were a lot of things that were in production or in the Disney. Once Disney bought Fox, those things got cut. This was one of those movies. So when Shoot, you say yeah. even Disney movies are getting cut at this point. Right. When, yeah. yeah. It's not it's not such a bad thing. Um, but yeah, this movie is as independent as it comes. Oh, yeah. Stefan, what do you think? Where are you at? Where am I at? Yeah. Um, like I said, as far as the movie itself, it was relatively entertaining. The, uh, the interesting part is that after I watched the movie, I started digging and like, okay, what, what's really going on here? And the more digging I did, the less I liked the movie. Okay. So, I mean, as far as the movie itself, there's three major parts to it. There's the one where he rescues the boy, the one in the middle where he sets up that fake, you know, sex club island right rescues all the kids and then at the end where he rescues the girl yeah well as i as i'm doing research <clears throat> i find out that his story is pretty much all made up so the boy that got rescued at the beginning of the movie he wasn't even there it was someone else that that actually rescued that boy at the border okay now the other thing is he was the boy wasn't trafficked from Honduras or wherever it was. It was a boy that lived in Los Angeles whose landlord took him to Mexico and they caught him coming back across the border. And that'll lead me into like a whole nother thing. The second scene where they set up the whole sting Island or whatever, um, the reality is, is that there were very few children that were actually rescued out of the 54. Most of them were over the age of 18. Um, the girl that gets rescued at the end, he didn't actually rescue her at all. She escaped on her own. Uh, so as far as this being based on a true story, according to what Tim Ballard says, it was true. But according to fact checking, most of it was contrived. Okay. And that's a problem. That is a problem. That is a problem for sure. Because this is supposed to be like a uplifting, um, what would you say? Like not, not a passion piece, but something to get people motivated. Okay. And when you find out that this entire story that's being presented is largely made up, that's a big problem for me. Okay. Like if it were presented as fiction, I wouldn't have as much problem with it. Okay. Um, I, I got to push back on that. I have to. Because is it based on a true story? Yes. Now, movies that are based on a true story take artistic liberties all the time. Oh, for sure. And this movie lives on its message, not necessarily as you guys said, on its action or its pacing or anything. This movie lives on its message. Like the most affecting parts of this movie are the sex trafficking things, right? Mm -hmm. The the dad who thinks he's his kids are going to be models or something, right? The little girl like begs her daddy, please let me do this, right? And like the feeling of like you're leaving your kids, which like, I mean, I'm a helicopter parent. I'm the son of boomers kind of thing. So like my parents didn't know where I was from 1986 to 1989. Um, but like my kids won't go a block away without me no, without me there. I, I that was know. a question I asked myself in the movie too. I'm like, what parent just he meets a person one time and just says, "Oh yeah, go do your thing." I'll see you in eight hours. Yeah, I, I got to take a bus home and I, a bus I back. Didn't, I didn't get that. 
So, but like that, that feeling though of anxiety of, I, I wouldn't do, what are you doing? What are you doing? These are your kids. You can't leave them. And maybe, and maybe I know that. No, you know, absolutely. That's, like, that's exactly it. That's an incredible, no. And then the feeling like when that dad is knocking on that hotel room door and it's cleared out, like I'm just having a, I'm having anxiety attacks on my couch as this is going on. Those scenes are what this movie is. Like the 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 drunk the drunken guy who's going to see uh, the girl right and just close closes that window the the shutters on that window the curtains right yeah the movie lives on those scenes the the stuff that is kind of put together in the middle the 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 connective pieces between those scenes yeah it's based on what this guy does but yeah they take artistic licenses i just don't think we would be as we're not as critical as other movies or maybe or maybe we like rudy for instance yeah rudy was a movie that inspired losers like me who like (laughs) you know forever bench players but if you're a notre dame fan you know that it was all bullshit it's all bullshit no you're right it is it is like you know the internet, it's a fun movie to watch, but it, as a Notre Dame fan, I know it's all bullshit. Yeah, the, the internet was not kind to Rudy. Right. Just like the internet hasn't been, isn't kind to this movie, yeah. right? You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? So, like, there is a certain part of what are you trying to accomplish with the movie? Is yeah. it, and in this sense, they are trying to bring light to sex trafficking. I get that it's uh, more so a fundraising piece. I mean, that, that's what I get out of the movie. It's fundraising. To stop for, for Operation Underground Railroad. Okay. Now, <laughs> let's, let's keep going on that, that subject a little bit. Um, another thing that I didn't go see it at the theaters. I'll be the first one to, to admit that. Uh, the other thing about the, the movie that's irritating to me is that it was crowdfunded. The production company didn't pay a dime for this. Um, it was all crowdfunded from people. They're selling a ass ton of tickets and donating zero of this money to the cause. It all goes to the production company. Now, do we know that the production company is not going to donate to the cause? The ticket sales are a hundred percent to production company. What they do with it is up to them, I guess. But as of right now, there's no talk of anything being donated out of all this okay but what if the but the film as a piece that encourages people to act on themselves by themselves like i might not my my ticket went to you know a piece goes to the theater piece my right thirty dollars or whatever ticket costs nowadays (laughs) so my ticket price piece goes to the theater piece goes to whoever but you know i don't know what i have no idea what a production company gets at the end of the day but what if I'm inspired to now go donate to causes or volunteer for causes? I mean, that. So they can use like 20% of the money that you donate to actually do anything. So Operation Under- Underground Railroad last year brought in $43 million in donations. Okay. Their total operational cost for the year, $13 million, including all employee costs, all their costs total. And part of that money, this is, this is wild. So they're not the only organization like this. Part of that money that's being spent is to buy children from sex traffickers. They're giving money to sex traffickers to buy these kids. Well, uh, in the movie, right, uh, Vampiro does that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're not, they're not hiding that. I mean, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, a method in which people get children off the out of the but that helps that that exacerbates the problem yeah you're you're building this economy by doing that another organization traded cattle vaccines for 75 kids in africa what does that encourage the sex traffickers to do or and let's call it more than that let's call it human traffickers because sex trafficking is just a small part of it labor trafficking is another there's a ton of human trafficking in the world going on but if you give these people money and they see, hey, they're giving me money for these kids or these people, what are they going to do? They're going to go make more money. They're going to go get more kids. And so, like, 
again, as I'm doing this research, I'm finding more and more like questionable issues. The, the problem is that good intentions, what do they say about good intentions? They are, I believe that it's the, what good intentions are path to hell, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, let's, wait, wait, hold on. What was the saying? I know that's not about it. Goes. Well, this thing started. The uh, road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yes. Got it. Nailed yeah. it. While this thing started on good intentions, what really we find is that these organizations are money making organizations more so than what they actually do to help. So they operation operation underground railroad purports that you know they go in and get kids with these highly skilled operatives and stuff like that. This organization just used a psychic to try to find a kid. What? what? Yeah, using psychics to try to find children in the sex trade. Don't they talk about using like super well trained professionals and then just yeah, like that's not that's what they're talking them? about. The yeah. the other thing is that yeah, not using these professionals. What what they're using civvies. Researcher finding is that a number of the people that go out on these operations are just people that donate large sums to them. They're not highly trained. They're just donors. So we're going to take you out on this trip. And from there, like from there, it goes on to other stuff like, um, using actual children in these sting operations, you know, to catch a predator that was on CNN, you know, it's a guy posing as a child, blah, right. blah, blah. Um, closer to home, Bikers Against Predators, same thing. They're sting operations, but they use adults. Oper operation Underground Railroad often uses children in that sting operation. That's kind of messed up in a lot of ways. It's, it's pretty but it's, messed up. It's significantly less messed up than, I don't know, sex trafficking children right i yeah, mean but putting we can pick kids apart we can pick apart what this these organizations do but in the end this film is bringing light and to, bringing awareness to this so we can have these kind of discussions it, without without light and obs, without light and it's bringing awareness to 10% of the problem this is this is the problem i have with you know sex trafficking save the children bullshit all right. When it comes right down to it, there's a story in sales that I'm going to relate as an analogy. And you might have heard this story as well. So a realtor is trying to sell this house. It's not in the greatest shape, but there's a beautiful blossoming cherry tree in the backyard. So he brings a couple in buying their first home and the couple walk in, they look at the kitchen and like, oh man, this needs work. And but you can see from that window, that cherry tree. And he hears the, the lady say, oh man, that's a beautiful cherry tree. So he picks that out. He says, as they walk into the bedroom and they're like looking at it, thinking it needs more work. He's like, but you can see that beautiful cherry tree from here. And every room they go into, he points out the cherry tree. Sex trafficking is that cherry tree. Let's be real about it. Sexual abuse in general around the world is by 90% of people that the kids know or live in or around their house. So yeah, let's pay attention to that beautiful cherry tree, otherwise known as sex trafficking, while we ignore the 90% that's actually affecting people all around the world. I don't think that that 90% is ignored by any means. I think that sexual abuse and sexual abuse towards children. I don't think anyone's parsing and saying, no, we care about this. We don't care about that. I think it's rampant. I think it is, it, it is pervasive. I don't think we understand the breadth and depth that it goes. And we're trying to do everything we can. I don't think anybody is looking, taking a blind eye to something. You, you attack the problem when you see it. And this movie is bringing light and awareness to a part of the problem. Yeah. Is it the entire problem? No, of course it's not, but it's part of the, it is part of it. 
It's a minority of the problem. And that there again, this is the issue that I have. There are people out there right now that have, you know, talked about the abuse that they received and they lose friends over it. They lose family over it that say, oh, he's a good guy or, oh, you know, he's uncle, blah, blah, blah. Oh my gosh. You're disrupting the status quo. Seven out of 10 women in this country have been sexually assaulted before the age of 18. Three out of 10 men. But let's look at what's happening in this small percentage of cases. Now, we really want to take, and you talked about doing something about sex trafficking. Cool. Let's do it. You know what happens? What what kids are involved in sex trafficking? The 60% of them are out of the system. They're in foster care. They're runaways from foster care. You want to actually help the situation? Adopt. Your good parents, become a foster parent and provide these kids with safe environments. That helps stop sex trafficking. Another percentage is homeless. You want to help? Help your neighbor. These are things that actually will help reduce that. Runaways from abusive homes. They're already dealing with abuse. See something, say something. They say that all the time. Well, guess what? As the neighbor, as the person down the street, provide safe haven, help them talk. Like this will help stop sex trafficking. Buying kids from a sex trafficker does not help stop sex trafficking. Okay. I think that you are taking like one tactic that may, you know, arguably may not be the most effective, may have long-term consequences that the person in that moment isn't considering and painting a very, using that and making very big, wide assumptions about the entire thing. I think that there are areas in which everyone is trying to attack. We're, we're trying to attack this problem from different fronts. And this movie is attacking one part of the problem. Is it the only thing we need to be focused on? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But this movie is addressing this one issue. From what Stefan is saying, though, the reality of what's happening in the real world versus what's happening in the movie is, one, completely different. And two, it's not just the one tactic that that Underground Railroad is using. Not only are they just contributing to the economic... Uh, prosperity of these organizations by buying the kids, but they're also sending more kids into sting operations to be traumatized by those sting operations. And I don't know if they put GPS trackers in those kids or not. Like, there's a chance that those kids get taken. And then on top of that, they promise to use uh, professional, like, really good operatives. And then they just don't. So I, I fail to see where the Underground Railroad is actually fulfilling its part of the deal instead of just contributing more to the problem. Well, I just, you know, this just blows my mind. It truly does. Like, why can't we just say, holy smokes, these guys are trying to stop help. None of us are pro-child sex trafficking, right? Just real quick. I just want to yeah, temperature absolutely the no, absolutely I mean, not. you guys didn't vote Shogun Assassin into the into <laughs> canon, so, I, you know, who knows? But, right. So, I just don't understand why universally, and I'm not just talking about you guys, I'm talking universally, yeah. why we can't just say, holy smokes, man, these guys are trying to stop sex trafficking. High fives all around. Like, are they perfect? No, it's an organization run by people. Is it going to be perfect? Does it have everything? Does it? No, no. Find me an organization that. run by no. people that is. I'm not arguing that. And so I just, uh, it blows. And that's a lot of the criticisms that are thrown at this movie. They're like, you know, it's all this kind of stuff where it's like, okay, maybe they don't have it all figured out, but good God, they're trying. Yeah. I, I'm not yeah. I'm not debating that. And but I don't also don't think there has to be a movie to talk about sex trafficking. I think it's I think I learned, more, aware. I learned more watching this. i I walked out of this movie more motivated about a problem than I had been in the past. And maybe that you know, fuck me if I, I wasn't already having that in mind, but I saw this movie and I was more motivated to solve a problem. Okay. 
That's and, a win. Okay. I'll give that to you. But it's going to the doctor and him saying you have a heart problem and gout. So instead of taking care of the heart problem, let's take care of the gout. Got to take small bites, man. And, and that's a, just so irritating. Let's talk about the 90% of the problem. Okay. Okay. Jim Chaviezel, devout Catholic. Uh, well, he was Jesus. I mean, he has to be, right? All right. Let's talk about sex trafficking. He has never once said a word about the systemic child abuse involved in the Catholic Church. Okay. Okay. Tim Ballard, devout Mormon. Let's talk about sex trafficking. He's never once said a word about the sexual abuse that happens in the Morgan, Mormon organization. Okay. Not once. 17% of arrests and convictions for child sexual abuse in this country are by people that are affiliated with religious organizations. 17%. That's, that in and, of, in and of itself is more than sex trafficking. Um, listen, you're not going to hear me say that, no, that, they're, that children in church, church, in certain churches, are susceptible to trauma and abuse. Um, you're not going to hear me say that these things don't happen. But with that said, I don't know, man. Like, okay, so the actors in this movie are part of religious organizations that cause traumas and abuse in people's lives. Say something about it. That's all I ask. Like, if you... But they're if, actors. I'm not looking. I'm not looking for these guys to be the spokespeople for everything in the world. They're actors. I mean, I'm not either. I'm not, I'm not looking for that. Don't get me wrong. But if you are in a position where you have a voice, you have the ability to say something. You are in a position where you have a moral obligation to do so. Well, don't tell me that. Don't tell me that Jim Caviezel hasn't said something. He said plenty about adrenalization. Well, I, I don't even have notes on that. Like I wasn't even getting in. Bro, I, I just set you getting, up. Oh, I wasn't oh, even getting into that. Like, you're you killing can, me. That yeah. was a perfect. Oh, He's easy damn. enough to find on YouTube talking about the, the social elites and their adrenochrome and stuff like that. What, what I am. That what, was a beautiful no look pass. Yeah. I, 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 I wasn't taking I, it, man. I hit you right in the, I hit you right at the post. Yep. And you nope. le- didn't. Uh, I, I made the extra pass, man. I made sure the extra did. Pass. <laughs> no, I mean it, the thing about uh, it is, is that in my track record on the show, I have to say that one thing I've been very honest about is having a major issue with hypocrisy. That's very absolutely. I'll I'll, I'll co-sign that. So my argument on this show today is that. You can't be all about this movie and sex trafficking when there's very real major problems to a much higher degree that we need to actively take part in reducing. There's no such thing as halfway crooks. No. Got to be all in. Yeah, absolutely. Be all in. Like, Mob deep. Like I said, you want to do stuff about sex trafficking? Here's the things you can do. Don't donate to a fund because I've already told you, most of it's just going to sit there and make them more money. Most of it's not going to get used. Take action that you can actually actively do. And if you choose not to, I take issue with that. Yeah. Like you want to yell about this over here, but... You don't want to take these actions. Sorry, dude. Shut up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, and I think, I think, listen, I, I, I take, I take issue with like, I feel like we're, we're nitpicking a little bit in terms of, well, these guys didn't do this or these guys didn't do that. At least they're trying. Okay. But I, I, I get what you're saying. What I don't get is some of the super, superfluous 
conspiracies and arguments that are surrounding this movie. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. The One of which though. is, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm in favor of this movie. I enjoyed this movie. However, there's some people who also enjoy this movie that make it hard to, to be public <laughs> about enjoying this movie, man. Yeah. They make yeah. it hard. So there has been a continuing conspiracy surrounding this movie that movie chains, movie, uh, theater corporations such as AMC are sabotaging viewings of this movie that they don't want you to see this movie, that they don't want you to wrestle with the topics and the messaging of this movie. They don't want you to see what they're, what's really going on with this movie. And so they are, there was one lady who started this with a TikTok video, fucking TikTok, I swear. <laughs> um, so this oh, woman- the AC? You talking about the AC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's like in like Greenville, North Carolina or someplace where it's hot all the time and they're running AC all the time. She goes to see Sound of Freedom at an AC the AMC theater and the guy behind the counter tells her, hey man, I'm sorry, ma'am, I'm sorry. We're, having, we're canceling this viewing because the AC is not working in the theater. And it's like, you know, it's North Carolina. So it's probably like a yeah. thousand degrees outside. We're canceling it. So she walks out, grabs her phone, and starts saying, oh, see, AMC doesn't want me to see Sound of Freedom. They're, act, they're acting like the AC doesn't. AC worked in the lobby. AC works fine in the lobby. What, what? That's the shit that drives me crazy. Drives me absolutely crazy. The entitlement and the people well, who just... No, it just doesn't make any sense. The CEO like, of AMC apparently is... It is uh, friends with Bill Clinton. Oh. And so since Bill Clinton went to uh, Epstein Island, he doesn't want, you know, people to see the movie. Oh. Is the uh, the, the prevailing theory, I guess. Oh, all right. my so gosh, me, that makes let, so much sense. But then let's just the make astroturfing all around. Okay, but hold on. But let's just get back it. to let's just get back to the core problem with that. Okay. As of this morning, Sound of Freedom has grossed. One hundred and four million six hundred and seven thousand nine hundred and thirty seven dollars. That's just domestically. This movie does not have an international release. OK, yeah. so this movie has made one hundred and four million dollars in a summer in which blockbuster movies have almost across the board underperformed the flash Indiana Jones. People aren't going to see these movies. If you're a movie theater and there's a movie that has grossed $104 million really in a matter of a month? Yeah. Just about? You really don't think they want you to go see this movie? You really don't think AMC doesn't want every showing of this movie filled? By the way, also, let's get back to it. This movie is an independent movie distributed by a small Distributor, Angel Productions, which is a faith-based movie distri distribution company, production company. Mm -hmm. AMC does not have to show this movie. This isn't a Warner Brothers movie or a Disney movie or something like that where the distributor has them by the short hair saying, hey, you're going to show this movie if you want. If you want to show Barbie, which is going to make a quadrillion dollars, you're gonna have if you want to show, show Barbie, you need to show Sound of Freedom too. No, they don't have to. No one's doing that. This movie is having the success it's having because people are buying, or people from at the ground level are buying tickets. AMC loved, would love for you to see this movie. It just doesn't make any damn sense. If AMC didn't want you to see this movie, they wouldn't show it. Bottom line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely the truth. Now, have you heard the other side of the, the whole astroturfing thing? No, what is astroturfing? So Explain this astroturfing is a term used to artificially inflate the hype on a, a movie or a TV show. So, you know, when it comes to uh, this particular movie, um, people are going on AMC theaters, going to pick out tickets or going to the gate and they're being told it's sold out. Um, 
And then they get into the theater and they're like, this theater is mostly empty. Um, they're looking at the maps and seeing like all the front rows are taken, like the sides are taken, like up front and stuff like that. The whole like pay it forward ticket thing. Now let's talk about that. So the, 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 one of the marketing things that this movie has implied, this movie is leaning heavy again, movies leaning heavy into you need to hear the message of this movie. Right. And part of that has been a marketing strategy, which is frankly brilliant. Right. It's like, Stefan, you like the movie. Why don't you buy three tickets for your friends? Right. Right. So they're, they're turning one ticket buyer into a multiple ticket buyer. Yeah. And so then that's, again, that's pretty smart. Um, so go ahead. So yeah, the, uh, the, the, uh, theory goes that, you know, people are buying these extra tickets, but the people they're buying for aren't actually going to see it. So it actually, you know, artificially inflates the hype is that these, this show's sold out, this right. show's sold out, but it's just simply because people are, you know, buying those pay it forward tickets and they're not actually being used. Which, let me just say, as someone whose job is to like fill seats at events, that's a very real phenomenon. You know, we, we, you, know you put on these like free lunches and things. If, if you tell somebody, hey Jack, there's a free lunch for you to come to, you know, you, all we need you to do is just show up. You've got no skin in the game. You are less likely to show up to that event than if you put money down to go see it. It's just a real thing. Yeah. Like, it's, not, it's not money out of your pocket. It, it happens. I see it all the time. I see it all the time. So that's a very real thing. Yeah. I don't get this idea. I don't get the other side of it. Why? Okay. We're going to... So they're basically saying that the shows are sold out, but they're, they don't want people to see it. So they're marking things as sold out. This, that was the other side of the argument that uh, AMC is marking seats taken and, and then saying the shows are sold out, even though they're not actually selling that Again, many tickets. Again, if AMC didn't want you to see this movie... They, they would not show yeah, it. Yeah, that, the, the astroturfing, I'm just saying, goes both ways. Right. No, I yeah. get it. This yeah. is one of those things where both people are agreeing. Well, even yeah. the, the, the president of the distrib- distribution company, Angel Fee, I think it's Angel Films or something. It, it's Angel for sure. I don't remember. Yeah, no Angel Productions. Angel Productions. Yeah. Has come out and said, folks, please stop protesting and not going to see this movie in AMC theaters. We need you to go see this movie. Like AMC, it, okay, so I, again, the logic there, AMC doesn't want you to see the movie, so they're buying tickets and putting money back into the distributor's right, hands. Right. It's kind of, it, it goes back to your thing about buying the kids from the sex trafficker. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it it's doesn't it work. Yeah, yeah they're, gonna, they're about to make another movie, man. Right. <laughs> yeah, off of AMC's money. No, this, that's an important point. This will start a faith-based film boom like we see every like yeah, every once in a while yeah. Every, yeah passion of the christ did that yeah right passion yeah. of the christ again another independent movie uh starring jim caviezel he's the king of these and he's gonna apparently he still has like a 12 inch scar on his back from when they i he actually did that he got he whipping. took the hits yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah, again passion of the christ made like a billion dollars that movie was a phenomenon yeah, it was huge um and that spawned a lot of faith-based movies. I mean, we had a couple film. We had one film right down, right here in Winona Lake a few years ago. Um, the one about is, that school or whatever down there. Down in Winona Lake, they did this like it was like Cove V or some something. I don't know. Oh, okay. It was a few years ago. But yeah, that, the Christian faith-based independent film is a very real profitable phenomenon, and yeah. this movie. It has set the bar and so get ready mm-hmm. get ready because there are a lot more of these movies coming and they are pitching these movies and they are promoting these movies in such a way that you're not going just to see a movie you're going as a statement and that's powerful that is powerful mm-hmm. so i don't know i for me i think the movie is a win i think that it is bringing light to an important subject i don't there's a lot of the pushback that I just don't understand, but I get where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> I, I mean, I personally think that for a subject such as this, um, it could have been handled as far as a movie in a more serious way, as opposed to trying to make it kind of an actiony type type flick. Uh, I'd agree with that. Uh, it, it comes off to me as puff material. Puff material. Okay. Um, well, uh, handling this type of subject in the way that it handled it. It seems disingenuous. You know, we talked about it. It's an action flick. You could enter any action hero in that role of Tim Ballard, honestly, and and have the same basic yeah. outcome, like an extraction or, or whatever the case may be. My thought on the movie itself is that if the point that they're trying to make is to really bring light to the sex trafficking issues, no matter what the percentages are, it could have been handled in a more serious manner. And it also in reality could have been handled almost in a documentary type fashion and had as much or more impact with less controversy than what this movie presents. I mean, when you have your, your Robin character who gets his calling after raping a 14 year old child, that to me, you know, made me puke in my mouth a little bit. Like <laughs> that's his, that's his hero origin story. I raped a 14 year old kid. So now I try to pay for them and rescue them. Well, I guess you're trying to make your penance, but that's rough, bro. Um, in fact, he didn't even know until afterwards too. Yeah. That was, yeah. I would just say that the, the thing about that is though, I think this movie is the kind of thing where it's the tip of the spear that this movie is supposed to get you thinking and doing research and getting involved. And frankly, it worked, man. I mean, oh, you've did. spent, oh, yeah. you've did. spent, you've spent weeks now that I mean, since that, we talked about doing this, you've spent at least a week, if not longer, delving into research, looking at the, uh, uh, examining the problem. And in, in that yeah. you looked and said, okay, you know what, what these guys are really focused on is only the tip of the iceberg of the real problem. The real problem is this. I mean, I think that's what exactly what this movie is trying to do. And in, in, in your case, it a hundred percent worked. Well, and, and here's, I'm me and I'm always going to do that. If I see something that's like quote unquote, a biopic, oh, stop that. No, you know, you're no, it's not. Well, Shogun Assassin is not sitting on the, <laughs> if you've done your research. No, here's the thing. Though. I mean, I can't. If, if, something, if, the, if something purports itself to be a biopic, you better believe the first thing I'm doing after the movie is I'm Googling the actual person. I'm researching the actual person. In this day of social media, uh, my fear about this movie is that people don't do that. Because I'm seeing it all over the place. You didn't like this movie. You must be a, a for sex trafficking. You, you, da, 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 da. People just take things at surface level and they just run with it. And that's part of the reason why I did so much research because this subject is something that's very important to me. Mm -hmm. And when it comes right down to it, Getting people to look past that 10% and look around and look at the people that they trust their children with and take a really hard look at that is much more important. Mm -hmm. The stranger danger thing is largely a myth. The majority of these kids that are in sex trafficking, I've already said, they come from a background that puts them in that position. They're already dealing with the things I've talked about earlier. And so when it comes right down to it, you know, the, the see something, say something, making sure your kids are comfortable saying something if something happens, because that's one of the biggest problems with this situation is that a lot of times nothing said until this person's an adult. 
because they don't feel comfortable saying it to one of their parents or a friend or anything like that. They keep it to themselves and then it just destroys them inside. You want to know why we have such mental health issues in this country today. Seven out of 10 girls, three out of 10 boys bet that's a good part of it. So yes, I did my research just because I want people to not take this movie just at face value, to do their own research and to actually take some action that's gonna make a change. Not sharing something on social media, a meme about if you don't like this movie, you're this or you're that, or the other way around. Do your research, figure out how you can help without having to give and donate money to this or that, that's not actually going to largely go to do what it's supposed to do. Um, well, we're a local we're... podcast. And when it comes right down to it, like, again, thinking locally, we each need to be aware. We each need to help out and help the local community with this right. type of situation. And that's an important point. I. As awful as this sounds, like the impact as this may sound, I hope that this movie makes you care more about abuse in your own backyard, in your own community than it necessarily does internationally. Because as you sitting here in a town of 10,000, you're more likely to have the impact here locally than you are. I've talked about this before. I care less about who you voted for for president than I do who you voted for locally. Absolutely. Because the person you voted for locally has the power to change your life in, the, in, the, in an instant. And this yes. is the same kind of thing. You, if you want to have the best impact, the greatest amount of impact, it's got to be local. It's got to be local. Absolutely. Um, all right. I don't know that this is a movie that we vote into canon. Um, I don't know this is a movie I won't... I won't I don't know that I watched this again, and not because I didn't enjoy it necessarily, but it's a tough watch. The, the abuse scenes, the, the anxiety I felt in those scenes, um, I don't know that this is a movie I would re, you know, with canon films I think about, this is a movie I'm putting on the shelf, I'm gonna pull down yeah. again yeah. and watch. I think it's an important movie to see. Um, I really, it is an important movie to see. I, we haven't had this kind of discussion about We've had this kind of discussion, this impassioned kind of discussion, but very few films in the 40 or some episodes we've done at this point. So I think, I think in that sense is important. Now, I mean, we can take it to a vote, but I just feel like this is not a movie. No, I'm not, I'm not going to vote on it. Yeah, it's not a I canon mean, movie. I, I'm, I'm not voting on it. Um, um, but uh, I thought it was an important discussion. And again, we need to... I think it's an important movie. What I don't like... This is the last point I want to make on it. I don't like mo when pieces of art continue to be used to stoke the fires of the cultural civil war that we're engaged in in this country. <laughs> yeah. You know, and no I said doubt. I said towards the beginning of the episode that, you know, this is the, this movie was at the center of a discussion, but that was a week ago and we're, it's moving that fast. This week it's Jason Aldean's song and video yeah. for Try That in a Small Town. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I think we could probably do a whole episode just on that, everything that's going on in that. But again, you know what? By the time Matt posted, there'd be another one. There'd be, we'd have moved on to something else. Yeah. Um, and I do think, now, if you do want to, if you do want to talk about conspiracies, I 100% believe that these controversies start on a very small level. Some lady with her phone recording a video about the air conditioning not working at her th movie theater. Yeah. Those get promoted by corporations, by media outlets. Those get pushed and promoted in order to stoke those flames. Well, and you, you mentioned... And there are people that don't have never heard a Jason Aldean song, but now know about this controversy. Yeah, and they're going to go out and, and listen to it, and it's going to count as one more stream. Uh, or they're going to watch the video, and it's going to count as one more view. Yeah. Um, I think when before we went to watch the movie for this week, we talked about it. Like, what a um, phenomenon this movie is at this point. And how it, it motivated a lot of this particular community to get out and, and see this particular movie. And it's 
they're let's not be silly media in all sorts will figure out a way to milk the money out of you when it well jason aldean well we're gonna we're gonna figure out how to get everybody to listen to this um you know, I'm, I'm curious if he actually wrote the song himself because a lot of, a lot of musicians nowadays don't actually write the song. So was it something that Jason that Aldean a, didn't write that song? I, I'll yeah, tell you right now. It's something that a producer put in front of him. He's like, here, you need yeah. to, you need to sing this song. Yeah. Um, you know, I, as far as, uh, his video is concerned, uh, <laughs> if you want to take and look up stuff about it, cause it is, it, it's culture wars. Um, you know, comparing this to that, you know, um, if you want to look up about it, it's, it's interesting to see the footage in the video just so that our listening audience understands the footage that's shown in the video is largely real. However, very little of it is actually from here in the United States. Um, one of the scenes shown is from Ukraine, one's from Spain, one's from Canada, and they even had managed to f- squeeze in uh, the, I believe it was a, a thing from The Last of Us um, into that video, and and the claims are that it's real. Um, fortunately, Aldine didn't say that it was real here in the U.S. He just said it's all real footage. It's all exists. It's not like something they right. they, they uh, printed or yeah. And who knows? I, I have a hard time believing that like Jason Aldean is the creative director behind his music videos. No, absolutely he just does not. not strike me as that kind of guy. No, 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 I think he's definitely plopped in. All right, Jason, stand right here, strum your guitar, you know, yep. lip sync your music kind of thing. So again, it's just this controversy. But again, it's something that just it might start. It starts starts at a very low level people yeah. on the TikToks, and then it gets promoted and blown up to again stoke those fires oh and uh, on social media like these memes about that song that video are like i could pull up my my facebook feed right now it's gonna be every third one yeah. is the same mark safe from being upset yeah. by a jason aldean video yeah and, yeah, yeah. You know, stuff like copied that. and pasted from the next person right you know right all right well this that's something this podcast shoot you know, we really try to battle against here on a local level. We don't necessarily vote for the same people or agree on the same things. We come together and we talk about it. Yeah, Cause absolutely. Because we're, we're freedom cats, baby. Yeah, and that's that's important, being able to sit down, even though you don't necessarily agree on things and, and have a discussion. Um, the ability to disagree without being dis- disagreeable has largely been lost. And it is amazing um, how badly that's been lost. And it, it's important to do that because if you can't sit down with people you don't necessarily agree with and still at the end of the day, shake their hand and, and you know, move on um, without calling them names and, and stuff like that is nothing's ever going to get done. Right. We're going to be stagnant. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for us today. Shout out to Jack, the producer on Mike three. You did your daddy proud today, brother. Thank you. He's Stefan. I'm Chris. This podcast brought to you by Hoplore Brewing Company, Travis McConnell Law Offices. Thank them for helping make this podcast possible. He's Stefan. He's Jack. I'm Chris. We are the Freedom Cats. Meow.